Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Johnny Mag with your daily comedy news. Did you see Liz Cheney lost her election? Yeah, Jimmy Fallon said Trump was so excited, he threw a ticker tape parade made out of classified documents. That's fantastic, Trevor Noah. But the Liz Cheney story isn't over yet because she's vowed that she'll still do anything to stop Trump from becoming president again, even possibly running against him. Yeah, and look, I mean, we must admit it's probably a long shot, but don't forget she's a Cheney, and if there's one thing they're committed to, it's regime change. Bill Burr is playing Fenway Park on Sunday. The Boston Globe did a long profile of him. Burr figures he started building his comedy audience in fourth grade. He was at the Lieutenant Peter M. Hansen School in Canton, Massachusetts. He tried to entertain a couple friends. Bill said, I was making them laugh because that's what I always did to connect with people. Then other kids saw them laughing and then more kids would come over and wanted to listen. I got to the point where like all the boys in the class were listening to this crazy story. And I just feel like my comedy career was the same thing. It started off with like two people. A recurring theme in the article is Burr's imposter syndrome. He said the first time he was a featured comic at a stand up show. I remember being in my head like the crowd's going to know that I'm just good enough to do this and they're going to eat me alive. You go through imposter syndrome. Why is this happening? This makes no sense. I'm going to be a fraud. Found out. You go through all that stuff, and then you go out there, and it's great. He just wants to make people laugh, Bill says. I just don't want any level of importance put on what I'm saying. I just want to make you laugh. That's all I'm trying to do. And I'm an incredibly flawed human being, so take everything I say with a grain of salt. Don't take any of it seriously, and just have a good time. It's just silly. His opener, Tony V, remembers driving to a college gig in Maine with a young Bill Burr 30 years ago. Tony V says, Bill went up in front of me and had a really strong set. Then he started picking my brain afterwards, and I go, ah, this guy really gets it. Burr says he used to be a nervous wreck before watching Tony V. He noticed that V didn't write his material down, and when he asked him about it, Tony V said, if you forget a joke, it's time to stop doing it. That helped Bill Burr realize he could let loose. Tony V is the difference between trying to hit the ball and trying to hit a home run. He had that relaxed swing, so the ball would just fly off his bat to the seats. With each level I've gone to, I've always had to go through an adjustment period of trying to get comfortable, and doing what I'm doing now is definitely, I don't even know how to describe it, it's just fun. Recently, he did a drop-in set, a workout, as they call it, at the Capo Restaurant and Supper Club in South Boston. That was back in April. Bird did an unannounced set to work on new material. I was sort of in a weird headspace. A lot of people there didn't know who I was, so I had to get them, and I hadn't experienced that in a minute. It threw me off a little bit, and then I started with the wrong thing. It was just one of those things that it just never stops happening. One of the up-and-comers on that bill that night was Drew Dunn, who grew up quoting Burr's jokes with his friends. Dunn was inspired to see Burr struggle a little bit. Burr said, he gave me a fist bump and said, really funny, dude. Seriously. So yeah, that'll stay in my head for a while. Bill Burr, Fenway Park, Sunday, 7 o'clock. On yesterday's podcast, I reviewed Tim Dillon's new special. Decider wrote about it, and I want to dive back in on this special. Some interesting things in there. Decider, and this is Sean McCarthy, the guy from the Comics Comic. He apparently also writes for Decider. Sean reminds us, in 2018, Tim Dillon was one of the first eight stand-ups named to the comedy lineup to record 15-minute sets for Netflix. 
Sean writes, as a fairly notable lineup in retrospect, the other stand-ups on that bill included Michelle Bateau, Taylor Tomlinson, Ian Carmel, Sam Jay, Phil Wang, Sabrina Jalis, and Jack Knight. Wow. Bateau and Tomlinson are Netflix stars. Carmel is James Corden's sidekick. Jay has her own HBO series. Jalis starred on a CBS sitcom. Knight wrote for Jay's HBO show. And Tim Dillon... His podcast blew up. He currently has 42,590 subscribers to his Patreon, which earns him more than $222,000 per month. That's $2.6 million annually. Imagine how much coffee you could buy with that at buymeacoffee.com slash daily comedy news. I'm just shy of the 42,000 subscribers, but that's okay. As for the special, now I'm not crazy, because Sean McCarthy writes, the reaction from fans is curious, at least from the sound editing. That was my point yesterday. After Tim's early jokes, you'll hear the sound of a slight roar coming back from the audience, which overwhelms any laughter or applause in the room. That said, Decider says, stream it. If you've heard of Tim Dillon, wondered what all the fuss is about, or even if you haven't, this is a great opportunity to find out for yourself, all without having to subscribe to his Patreon. Meow. Now that I've lived with the special for a day, it's not going to make my end of the year list. Sorry, Tim. Love the podcast, though. Thebeat.co.au. That's Australia. They talked to Shane Gillis. Hey, Shane Gillis, what are you doing when you're not doing comedy? Shane said, I like watching sports. That's about it. <laughs> I used to have more hobbies. I used to like reading. I like history. I like visiting historical places and stuff like that. And the beat said, yeah, we noticed. You're a bit of a history buff. I saw your four-part podcast with Louis C.K. That was sensational. He knows a few things. Shane says, the Louis stuff was great. I mean, he's such a good storyteller. Just letting him talk, that was awesome. He's my guy. He's number one. Louis and I have been friends for a little bit now, so it was like, why don't we do it? He wasn't just going to come on and shoot the crap. He was like, I want to do a history podcast. Let's talk history. He was interested in it. He picked a topic. He was like, I want to talk about precedents. I was like, all right, that's a crazy topic, but all right. I was like, what do you mean? Just precedents in general? And Louis was like, yes, I'd like to talk about all the precedents. I was like, all right, whatever you say, man. I genuinely figured it'd be like an hour or two. You could tell he enjoyed it. He had fun, man. You could tell he enjoyed it. It was like four hours of talking. It was crazy. Let's pop on over to Gossip Corner. Pete Davidson has a good friend in Orlando Bloom. Hollywood Life has the scoop. Orlando Bloom has been counseling Pete Davidson on Pete's breakup with Kim Kardashian. A source tells Hollywood Life, Orlando explained how he's been in the same situation. Try not to take things too hard. Whatever's meant to be will be and focus on doing him for the time being. Once he gets back home, if Pete wants, he can try to work to repair the relationship. Till then, Orlando explained it. Just give Kim some space and reconnect when the time feels right. Pete is so thankful for Orlando stepping up and showing his support and meant the world to him. Orlando's been through the ringer as far as fame and dating in public, so he's a lot to offer. He's gone out of his way to show Pete support during this tough time. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Now, let me ask you, what would you do if you had, like, infinite time? I don't know about you. Every day I'm like, oh, wow, I could have gotten to this, I could have gotten to that. And it's important to figure out, like, what are your priorities? I really prioritize my health and make sure I find time to run. I sign up for races. I got advice from a friend who said, you don't train for the race, you race for the training, which was great advice. In the last six months or so, I've really started to focus on my mental health. I've shared lightly on and off here. My mom's been sick for four years. Uh, she came off dialysis. The clock's always running on that. I'm going to get a bad phone call one day, and that can you know really stress you out. So I'd, I'd go out for these long runs just to clear my head. So figure out what's important to you, make it a priority, and therapy can help you figure out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know, Be the best version of yourself. It doesn't have to be that you've gone through a major trauma. 
Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. You know, you got to say no to things sometimes. Uh, I've got awesome friends. I shared with some of my friends some of the struggles I was going through with, and everyone's like, yeah, cool, man. We got your back. Great friends. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DCN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DCN. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DCN today to get 10% off your first month. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There's a new episode of my casual travel podcast. That podcast is called Travel is Back. On this week's episode, I'm walking around Montreal. This recorded in July when I went up there for the festival. And this week, I'm walking through Chinatown, an old town on the waterfront. We had a nice day. Travel is back. Wherever you get your podcasts. Currently working on an Australia series that'll probably come out in late September. Australia is awesome. You should go. All right. All this week... I've been talking about podcasts that I listen to so that I can mention them in the episode titles. And believe you me, this is working. I got up this morning and I looked at the stats and I was like, whoa, that's a lot for seven o'clock in the morning. One of the podcasts I listened to was Nate Bergazzi's Nate Land, specifically episode 110 about collectibles and baseball cards and stuff. Dusty Slay is a comic that I'm really into these days and Dusty's on Nate's show. It was a nice chill discussion, just chill, nobody yelling. Nice and calm. I don't think there were any swear words. Liked it a lot. Nate Bergazzi, his podcast is called Nate Land, wherever you get your shows. The Guardian reviewed Phil Wang's show at Fringe. They gave it four out of five stars. I like Phil a lot since I sat down on the couch one night and watched his special on Netflix. The Guardian writes, if you want intelligent stand-up, a bit observational, a bit autobiographical, with no particular cultural flavor... Wang won't disappoint with strong routines on social media, the fridge versus the oven, and photos of people who live in the house in the house. There's no theme uniting this update from the life of Phil. There's a routine about what makes white people panic. Not what you'd expect, but not something you can deny. There's a section on the editing process of his recent book, which might sound highbrow, but ends up with a a wank that was primarily admin. The same combination of mildly sexual and very ridiculous animates a fine gag about the coyness that surrounds the female nipple. There's an extended section about Wang's Netflix special and the low-level celebrity it's brought, which is contrasted with the particularly Asian brand of anonymity that preceded it. Phil Wang is at Assembly George Square, Edinburgh, until August 21st. Sean McCarthy is over there, or was over there anyway. He saw Sarah Barron's show Hard Feelings and gave it three and a half stars out of five. Even after a full decade living, working, and starting a family in Britain, Sarah Barron concedes she's still easily described as having American energy. She may be 42, but as the spirit of a 25-year-old, she may have a British husband and a six-year-old son, but her crowd work and her storytelling suggest she's open to anything. Especially when discussing her husband's emergency medical issues, their early troubles at attempting to conceive, and all of the bodily fluids that might come out along the way. 
bring a napkin. And that's your comedy news for today. Normal episodes all weekend. And you can follow the show for free on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your shows. And I'll see you here tomorrow. On five daily trivia questions, each day we ask five questions on one subject. This week's topics are Chuck Norris, Apple, the women of comedy, Michael Caine, and St. Patrick's Day. Think you know the answers? Follow five daily trivia questions wherever you get your shows, and there's an entire back catalog you can surf to get your daily trivia fix. Five daily trivia questions in under five minutes. Five daily trivia questions. Each week on the new podcast, The Top 11, we pick a theme and give you the top 11. This week, it's the top 11 events of the Roman Empire. The Colosseum is a very impressive piece of architecture and engineering, but did it make the list? Find out which Roman Empire event is number one. Follow the top 11 wherever you get your podcasts.